once again for our audience, this is about five years after the movie Return of the Jedi and the death of the Emperor. Uh, you pick up some slightly larger vessels, but most of them are like stock-like freighters, uh, smuggler ships, shall we say. Um, you do pick up some very small craft. Um, there is the space station that was used by the Imperials, um, but was still an older space station. It was controlled by the Trade Federation when it controlled the planet. Um, you're not really picking up from your readings, though, any power signatures coming from the station proper, but there is some kind of signal coming from the station. But to get more information, you'd have to kind of focus scan on the station. If I remember right, if I focus scan, they can sense if that. Some, yeah, if someone's kind of looking for it, that's an easy, you know, that's an easy way to know that someone's looking at them. All right. First, priority number one is finding a place for the ship to dock and for us to be able to, since it's a comfortable enough ship, I figured that we would stay aboard the ship until... And if something more permanent pops up. Okay. So I need to find a place to dock the ship first and foremost. And then right after that, I sort of want to focus on that star, that space station, because that really, if there's no signature, like no power signature, is that what you said? It does not... The readings are very odd because it doesn't feel, it doesn't, not, I'm sorry, not feel. It doesn't look like there are power readings coming from the station, but there are power signatures within the station. So I just sort of want to see what that is. Okay. Um, and then go through the whole permission to come aboard, whatever, um, to be able to land the ship. Okay. Um, so are you trying to head towards the space station or are you actually heading down to Junta City? I'm not doing anything yet. Okay. I, I basically am using the wideband sensors okay. so you're to find a place kind of... So the Fathom Dancer is basically kind of sitting just outside, just on the periphery of the system kind of scanning the area of the planet. It's kind of like when you pull into the mall and are looking for a parking space. Gotcha. <laughs> a fathom dancer is looking for a parking space guy. Quite literally, <laughs> actually. I just, what I want is to find a place to land the ship that would allow us easy access to the ship for not just sleeping and eating and, you mm -hmm. know, living, but actually having it as a base of operations. So my goal is to somehow be sort of close to the known home territory of the Swoop Gang. Okay, well to do that you would need to bypass the space station and actually head down to the planet. Okay, so, alright. So then reverse the order of that. I'll focus on the space station first and gather some information. Okay. Um... Sorry, I 
I am flipping from thinking of Star Trekky stuff to Star Wars stuff and how you things work. You say Star Trek on this podcast. I apologize, but it, it, that is really hard. Um, we so to say you are having a trek through the stars. That probably <laughs> isn't copyright yet. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay. So focus scan on the space station. Okay, so go ahead and make another roll to do a focus scan with the Fathom Dancer sensors. You get a plus. 2D plus 2. Okay. And they, and if you are scanning, they will know that you are doing that. So if, okay. so If anyone's looking at their sensors. I had 2D plus 2. Okay. And I have 3D plus 1. That's three pips, which means one dice, correct? Or one dice? No, you just add three any pips. You just okay. add together. You don't add it as a dice. Yeah. Okay. All right. So she's rolling five dice, it looks like, and then I'm going to add three to her results. 19, 22. 22, all right. One more than last time. You do a focus scan of the space station. You notice that a lot of it appears to be, for lack of a better phrase, in disrepair. Um, there are huge sections of it that are exposed to space. There are a number of areas that are just dead air, no power going to them. However, there does appear to be generators within the station and a number of power signatures that are reminiscent of small craft maybe starfighters or the like. So centralized locations with power generators and small fighter craft of some sort. Like they're likely in at least somewhat working order to be giving off a power signature, correct? Yes. All right. Felix? I'll call him up. He kind of comes out from the back. Um, tell me what you think of this. And I'll point out, like, it looks like there's, like, small fighters. This is, this is a space station that's, well, it's, like, 30 years old. Uh, roll me a quick, uh, three dice plus two, please. For Felix. Ooh. 17 uh wait plus two yeah 19 um he kind of looks at the the readings yeah it looks like they have some um centralized power units looks like they're setting up kind of a field base um not really sure about the power signatures i know they're not imperial though some kind of fighter craft, probably with the uh, the kind of. I'm not a fighter pilot, but kind of the the overdrive of the engines. Um, even on idle, they're they're kicking out a lot of power. I just. 
find it odd. This is where the Imperials operated out of last time I was here. Granted, it was five years ago, so it's been a long time. But I'm not catching any Imperial signatures at all in the system. Could they be ships that your hut owns? <laughs> it's... Private army of some sort? It could be, but man... He did not have that kind of power when I left. Now, granted, the Imperials were in the system, so without them here, there's a vacuum. It's likely. Hmm. Well, then, uh, unless you want to get into a confrontation, I think we should steer clear of the station. I would agree. <laughs> um, thanks. I just needed an extra set of eyes. I... Not a problem. He actually kind of plops down um, on the pilot seat because nobody's sitting mm -hmm. in it at this yeah. point uh, and continues to clean a small holdout pistol. Alright, I'm going to find us a place to live for well, for this to park and us to be central to at least what might be happening in Judah City which is one of the major cities on the planet. He just kind of gives a uh, rumbling nod as uh, he continues to clean the weapon. So as we come into system, um, come into planet, uh, orbit, there mm -hmm. we go. I can't spit out words. <laughs> as we're coming into orbit, I do start to scope out where um, I can make the uh, Fathom Dancer park. Okay, now do you want Ari to be kind of try to move in on the dark side of the planet? Do you want him to try to be stealthy as he's flying in, or you just want him to fly casual? Honestly, I don't know. Um, I should have thought about that, huh? Um, come in on the dark side Ari of the planet. Ari gives you a blank stare. As probably the droid always gives you a blank stare because it's a droid. But anyway. Coming on the dark side of the planet. All right. So go ahead uh, and just make me a quick um, space transports for Ari. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll go ahead and roll this one. So Ari has a space transports of 5D plus 2. So he got his five dice and his wild die because he and Felix are basically kind of main characters uh, to help out Morrigan. So he is basically built just like she is. And then the Fathom Dancer's maneuverability is 1D. So he's going to add that to his dice pool. He's going to roll that. And get a six on his wild die. So six, seven, eight, um, 19. And then let's roll that six on the wild die. So a 22. We're getting about the same numbers here. Of course, these are their, their good stats. So Ari easily just kind of Flies casual, doesn't really bring up too much attention from everybody. The Fathom Dancer is just another light freighter kind of coming into the system, coming towards the planet. As you head towards Juta City, the 
as the Fathom Dancer dips into the atmosphere, you see all marsh in all of its glory. It's Moonilla kind of floating off in the distance. You see the muted greens and browns and the invasion of thousands of large seas of water. As you enter the night side of the planet, you see all the small settlements of light scattered throughout the marshy uh, population of the planet. And then it hits you. Using the massive Zetra mountain ranges as a base, the hundreds of kilometers of megastructures that make up Junta City is splayed out in front of you. You see many ships of all sorts zoom into and out of the city. Many are many black spots kind of permeate the city as you can see some of these huge megastructures are in disuse, rusting as they're abandoned by the city and many parts of the city are without power. As you start to head to another area of the city, you know that the dragon's main hangout was in the lower government district, a district that had been in disuse uh, after the Trade Federation had lost the planet uh, to the Brunjanine Republic and then the Empire. As you kind of fly through the city, you remember that Hangar 1138, the cluster of those on top of a mega tower, was the home of your brother's group, your brother's gang, the dragons, as you kind of head that way. In the darkness, the Fathom Dancer kind of moves slowly, meticulously through the caverns of the megastructures as you enter Junta City. There are lights about you, some areas very, very dark, and the only lights you see are the lights of the Fathom Dancer kind of splaying off the rusted megastructures. As some other areas, as you're going through, you see Ari kind of dip or dodge out of the way of some vehicles moving to and fro as you get to some busy sections of the city as you are heading to Hangar 1138. What? What does Morgan feel as she is heading to her home after so long well probably nostalgic but knowing full well that no one else in this ship would totally understand that because junta city sort of looks like coruscant if coruscant was exposed to salt water for many many years um it's just rusted and starting to fall apart in places um, but this is where I grew up and this, I basically going to hangar one, one, three, eight is me going home. So it might be a little bit of a relief. Um, as this is an extended mission, um, it would be really like coming home, not just like popping in to make sure that somebody doesn't kill somebody. Which has been pretty much the only times that I've been there for the past, like, eight years. Felix kind of looks at you, looks out of the uh, cockpit, 
at the mega structures around him. Kind of looks back at you slowly and says, no offense, but what a dump. It is home. Not all of us can come from Coruscant or the core worlds. Mm. Well, hopefully we can uh, help it regain its glory. That would be nice. And Ari kind of twitters. Uh, you see on the screen over splayed with what he is saying. Where do you want us to land? I'll start pulling up some information, um, maybe scanning. I, I I don't remember. There's a number of so so like hangar one one three eight is a hangar cluster. Um, so there's like 1138A, 1138B. Um, there's a number of hangars on top of basically a mega structure. Um, this is the government district, so an older government district, but it still has a number of different hangars that either are in use, not in use, been abandoned for years. You can try to look for one that's been abandoned for a while. Um, you can go directly to Hangar 1138 and see what's going on. You can have the ship hover for a little bit and just kind of sit there as long as you have, you know, power to use the repulsors for hours on end. I would like to find an abandoned hangar close by because after... The feelings that I'm getting from Gage and my meditation, I don't know that I want to fly right in until I at least am able to speak to him or his second. Okay, so go ahead and make a search check. Uh, you'll be using the sensors on the Fathom Dancer again as you are kind of looking for what you want to do. Uh, the search check is a 2d plus 2 bonus to your roll there. So I'll be rolling 5 die. Okay. Twenty-five. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, that is a very difficult roll again. Um... Pretty much you find what you want to find. Uh, you're looking, you see that there is a number of hangars that are in use. However, there is a small cluster uh, to the south of the megastructure that houses 1138. And it has about five different probably usable hangar nodules. And there doesn't appear to be any power going to it. So where you won't be able to replenish the ship at all, probably no one's going to be there either. If I need to replenish the ship, we can do that after I make contact and figure that out. Um, so, all right, Ari, we're going to put her down right here. Ari kind of gives a worried Twitter. And kind of a, are you sure? For right now, this is temporary. 
and he kind of twitters to himself a little almost droid mumbling as the fathom dancer kind of stops for a moment and ascends uh, about 10 stories or so and you see a cluster of hangers uh, some of them luckily um, with hanger doors that are open um, but once again probably not that lucky since it probably just hasn't been in use for quite a while and the droid Daphne kind of spins the fathom dancer and almost kind of backs up into the hanger and then sets down and just kind of a a sag from the fathom dancer as she sits in the hangar and just kind of rests on her landing struts as the of her repulsors kind of wind down. Alright. Um, I grab a flashlight? I don't know what they're called in... A flashlight? Okay. Seriously? Glow stick. Okay. <laughs> I was like, they call a wrench glow a... Rod, I think. Yeah, I, think <laughs> I hear I think a spanner. I'm like... They have names for everything else, but they call a flashlight a flashlight? Well, of course. <sighs> anyway, um, I grab one of those things. Okay. And I lower the ramp and head out. Alright, it is called a glow rod. Okay, I grab a glow rod. Or a space flashlight. for. Uh... <laughs> Alright, so you grab a glow rod and start to get ready to head out. Um, ours is just kind of sitting there in the ship. Um, I just want to invest. over at you. Um, Felix kind of uh, gets up as everything kind of settles down. It's like, I'll grab my gear. Um, Ari, is there... I want to look around and see if maybe we can get some power into into the hangar. I don't know if there's repair enough that can be done here or if it's just a lost cost. So I'm going to go out and look at some stuff. You can come with me. You have more expertise in that. All right. He twitters a little bit um, in kind of a conversational tone and says, I can check that out if you want that would be nice. That's not that hard if you want to continue your mission. That sounds great. I appreciate that, Ari. And he just twitters back at you. And actually, he hits the lever to open the ramp and starts to roll down. Um. Then I... And yet again, here I am. Um, you see Felix basically getting some... Uh, kind of a, a, not a flag vest, but a more durable um, overcoat. Uh, also, you notice it's kind of light, but bulky enough that he can probably hide a few things in it. And other than that, kind of uh, gets his gear together. He does strap kind of the Han Solo blaster holster to his side um, and 
sees that you're kind of smiling, and he says, uh, what, they don't wear blasters here? No, you just must know where we're going. Oh, well, I don't leave home without it if I don't have to. Fair enough. So, there's a communications network, um, because... It is a sci-fi universe. I can't call it like the cell phone network. But I... Yes. I want to try to reach out and I am drawing a complete blank. Uh, Bib... My... my uh, Gage is second. I want to actually reach out to him first. Chu? Uh, let's see. His name... He was a Solaston. And his name is Chu Nineb. Chu as in C-H? C-H-U. Okay. Chu, yep. Chu, Nin, N-I-N is his second. And the last is Neb. N-E-B. Chu, Nin, Neb. All right. Then I want to reach out. Solistons are the co-pilot of uh, Lando Calrissian, kind of the dog-jowled creatures with large black eyes. I want to reach out to Chu, Nin, Neb first. Okay. Um... Because I'm just a little bit scared to reach out to Gage and not get him. Okay. If I reach out to this guy and don't get him, I'll be sad and try to figure out what happened to him. But it's not my brother. You know what I mean? True. Um, You do a few uh, simple comm checks and nothing's picked up. I try... You can try to hack the systems with a communications check. And see if you can pick up anything with that. However, just basically calling his cell phone number, so to speak, his comm number is not... He may not want to pick up because he doesn't recognize the number, Um, so to speak. Well, you know, if caller ID doesn't come up, you don't answer it. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) That's very fair. All right, so... I'm going to spend one of my character points to get an extra die on this roll. Okay. So, I will hack the communication system. Alright, see if you can get a, uh, some more information. Yes. Alright, well, because the communication system is faulty and in great disrepair on Allmarsh, um, I'm going to make this a difficult roll. I'm also going to add to the difficulty a D6, so 2. So your difficulty is going to be an 18. All right. I am rolling 4 die. All right. That is a complication, it looks like. Ellen looks like she rolled a 1 on her wild die. So we are going to take that die out, and I am going to use it as a complication. Other than that, she rolled a seven total. Is that correct? It is correct. All right. So what happens is you you tried the com code a few times and doesn't work. Um, you kind of go into because you just kind of have a smart phone type thing for a comm system uh, for a communications device, a comm link. So you head into the Fathom Dancer 
Um, try to boost the signal with the Fathom Dancers communication systems. Uh, kind of try to hack into the comm code. And there's a few clicks and warbles of the code. Um, however, you don't pick up anything. And I'm kind of logging that you got a complication on this, sir. Just so you know. All right. Um, all right. Well, since I can't do it the way that I'm supposed to be good at it, <laughs> I'm going to um, go leave the Phantom Dancer gesture to Felix. Like, we're going to head out. All right. Uh, got nausea. Checks his blaster. Make sure it's uh, uh, easily to be drawn from the holster. And you guys head out. Um, so as we leave the hangar, like enough to be able to see the surrounding area, mm -hmm. I'll point out hangar 1138. Okay. Uh, you see it's a about four or five mega structures north of you. Mm -hmm. um, there are some lights uh, all along its structure, so it does appear to be still inhabited in some ways. And there are some lights from some of the other megastructures. Uh, every once in a while you'll see a speeder or transport kind of fly through the area. But the structure that you're on, nothing. You do see that there are some gangways and uh, thoroughfares uh, further down your megastructure um, that you can start walking. But you're thinking, uh, having grown up here, you're thinking just walking is probably going to take you a few hours to get there. I just was, um, as we were leaving, um, they, they have like a, uh, it's been a while since we played this. Um, there's like a, like a system of cabs and there is you can try to uh get one to pick you up basically call a central uh transportation hub and see if you can get a basically it's a droid cab uh to come pick you up basically it's a small air speeder with a droid pilot that's fine we're gonna need to get uh, a lift but where I want to start is that tower right over there. Um, it's uh, Hangar 1138. It's actually where the Dragons, which was a swoop gang, is a swoop gang run by my brother. And who, my brother is basically one of the last slash most powerful of the factions that stood against the hut five years ago. So if we have any hope of getting any information using my resources, my connections, um, would be advantageous to us. The problem is I have intelligence that it's a very big possibility that my brother is in danger and possibly not there. And if he's not there, I don't know how the dragons are doing. So we need to do a recon to see if I can lay eyes on anybody that I know up there without 
drawing attention to us.